97X with Beck and Where It's At. Uh, the Columbus Band Scrawl before that and XTC with Love on a Farm Boy's Wages here at 97X. Don't forget to tune in tonight at 810 for Miami University Hockey. The Red Hawks take on the University of Washington Huskies. John Walton and Mitch Korn will have all the action. Brought to you by Dickerson Distribution Dave. and Budweiser Dave. here on the... Dave. Yes? No, yeah. um, no hockey. No, no 97X. Hockey? No, I'm sorry. No. No, John Boy Walton calling the game with Corny Mitch. He's great. We love Mitch Corn. He he'd get very exuberant on some of those calls. The Mm -hmm. the Redskins, they were Redskins back then, are going to the Joe. I believe was his saying when they made like, I don't know, they were going to Joe Lewis Arena maybe or Mm -hmm. something like that. That is correct. Or getting coffee. But no, no, we don't have any hockey. But the good news is somebody is joining us who remembers those days fondly when they used to go right from a Depeche Mode song into the pregame with Mitch Korn. David Groff joins us. David, thanks for tuning in with us today. Hey, thanks for having me. This is a, an honor to be speaking to you guys. <laughs> Let's not oversell it now, David. No. Let's not <laughs> oversell it. <laughs> That's true. This is my inaugural podcast uh, interview. So, yes, this is quite exciting. Okay, we'll give you that then. Good. Sorry, you're starting at the bottom. You'll just have to work your way up the (laughs) podcast food chain. It'll only be a matter of months before you're on Joe Rogan. Uh, Yes, uh, I'm aspiring. I'll remember you guys when. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. So, the funny story about this, and Dave Tellman is not aware of this, but I work with your daughter, and then mm-hmm. she said at one point we realized we had mutual friends. Like, she's good buddies in high school with the daughter of a guy I had worked with at an ad agency. So that was our connection, we thought. But then your daughter said, I was talking to, you know, about the Barretts with my coworker, Damien, and mm-hmm. I think that triggered you, and you're like, wait a minute. Damien, yeah, that sounds familiar. Yeah, yes, and and I read about you guys. I think it was a Cincinnati Magazine article, and I've been listening to ninety seven X since mid eighties. Grew up in Kenwood, and my room was on the north side of the house, so probably was one of the better rooms to get the signal from Oxford, and you know have been listening. Ever since, and when I saw the uh, article in the magazine, I think there were just a few episodes at that point that had come out, and I downloaded them all. And as they pop into the feed, I, it's one of the first things that I listen to and really enjoy, especially all the uh, the old personalities uh, from the radio station. You just remember remember all the voices and the sounds and. It's 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 good to have you guys bring all that back. As a fan, I, I really appreciate it. Now, now, David, did you win in Kenwood the mid '80s contest where Steve Baker would go to your home and set up an antenna by your bedroom window? I believe we <laughs> no, did that. <laughs> uh, I didn't get that one. I, mine was uh, hand done. I kind of had it hooked onto some pictures in the room, uh, stringed up pretty good. The only thing I remember winning, and we always tried to win things uh, when we were there. I do know I still have a Book of Love CD. I definitely know was something I won uh, from 97X. I think 
we won some gift certificates. I don't know if that was the Kroger's. I don't know if Looney Tunes, that was the record store uptown. If we are, if 97X ever gave uh, gift certificates from Looney Tunes. Looney T-Birds, yes. Looney T-Birds, that's right. Yeah. Losing my mind, but yeah, Looney (laughs) T-Birds up by the UDF there. That was uh, some place we'd always go to for music up there. Now, you said your dad was a big alternative music fan, so you were listening yeah. even pre-high school. Yes. Um, my dad was way into music. Growing up, he always had music on in the household. He loved the Rolling Stones, but he's still alive, still in the same house. Really had an eclectic, wide span of music that we would listen to in the house. Always have uh, the stereo on, uh, drove my mom, still drives my mom crazy. And he would, uh, he would just listen to anything. He would subscribe to all the alternative, uh, magazines. We always have magazines from Britain, uh, reading about reviews, getting stuff. A lot of times out of the library, way back when his office was down in Clifton. So he would, Way back when, I think there was a place where you could rent records. I think it was Moles or something. He would go in, rent records. We'd always be listening to just the craziest things. And more and more, it was alternative. That's what he really uh, was into. And I, I just came along for the ride. And and then 97X uh, just reinforced all that music and we would be go to shows, you know, memorable one is going to Bogarts to see PIL with my dad sometime in high school. And I just remembered us being one of the few not in Doc Martens and, and uh, camouflage, you know, and just having a great time. We, we would go to all kinds of concerts and, you know, still to this day, he listens to music all the time, he's always getting stuff out of the library talking about the latest music, you know. I would say he's more so, up to date than I was, or am. So is your dad a 97X listener too then? Oh yeah, yeah. He uh, he would definitely list, we'd always have it on in the in the car. It seemed like during, in, in the house though, he'd always be playing CDs or records or cassettes, the albums, but 97X, yeah, we were always listening to that in the car for sure. That's very cool. And it's almost like you had your own little punk rock library with all those magazines that your dad supplied you with. And think about the fate of your bedroom on the north side of the house. If you were on the south side of the house, you'd be listening to Toby Keith right now. (laughs) Probably. I I would say we'd be on a country podcast. Uh, Yeah. And, And to think I was pondering going to either UC uh, Miami or OSU. That was my choices, I would say, going to school. And, and just to think about going to school with one of the best radio stations in the country and, you know, continue that. So I was in Oxford from 87 to 91. I would say kind of the glory days of 97X, at least for me. Uh, it was just, like I said, it was always on, just was constantly listening to it. When I got to Oxford freshman year, freshman dorm, all everybody else was into 
Def Leppard and Warren, and, you know, and kind of kind of converted a lot of the people in that freshman corridor to 97X to say, hey, we, we got this great radio station right here. I'm really educating a lot of those people on great music. You said you knew you had your work cut out for you when your future roommate <laughs> invited you to a summer concert, I think, right? Yes. Uh, so we both went to high school together and like, hey, we're going to Miami, let's room. So it was probably a few weeks before heading up to Oxford. He calls up, say, hey, got extra ticket to a concert. You want to go? I was like, oh, what concert? He said, REO Speedwagon. Whoa, no, no, no. I think I'm busy that night. That's then I no, was like, no riding the storm out for you. <laughs> no the storm. It was like we got there and freshman year that I think it was October, November of freshman year, the Smiths broke up. So my great idea was to play the Smiths in a loop that whole weekend. And he wanted to play something loud. That was very anti-Smith. Warrant uh, so. cherry pie. How <laughs> <laughs> uh, soon is now into cherry pie? And then, yeah. could you guys agree on Aztec Hammer's version of Jump? Would that have worked? <laughs> no, no, we could not. Uh, we got. I, there was definitely some harder stuff, but I think kind of got off on the wrong foot musically, and uh, and just could never recover. I think he had bigger speakers than I did, so it was uh, <laughs> it was not a fair fight, if I remember right. Plus, if you were playing the Smiths all weekend, like half your dorm got super duper depressed. So well, it was depressing. That, that, yes, <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, and we'd right. always have our doors open, and uh, we kind of really got to know that group. And that group of friends still now, uh, still hanging out together, texting all the time. We went, when the Pixies reunited way back, probably 10 years ago, we all journeyed up to Chicago for that uh, Pixies concert. Good times. It was good old days for sure. And you talked a little bit and you sent us an email, which was lovely. Thank you for that. But you talked about like during that time in Oxford, going to see live music, going to dance. Tell us about that a little bit. Yeah, it was you know, freshman year, I remember I was there in 87. So REM came, Sting, Echo and the Bunnymen. That was freshman year. And I thought, oh, man, this is this is going to be great. The next year, uh, I think UB40 came. And then, then at some point, it was like uh, James Taylor was coming. And I was like, whoa, this has kind of gone off the rails. Uh, so we... Um, I think kind of was spoiled that first year on who the uh, concert board was bringing in. But then we, we also would go uptown and balcony, always had great live bands, local bands. In our day, it was uh, Love Cowboys were big. Lizard 99 was big, you know, local bands that had their own CDs. And then thought they were going to hit a big for sure. Thursday nights, we'd go to graffiti's and alternative night. And Miami was definitely a great college town, but there was enough fringe uh, going on that you had a group to hang out with and, and really you know, going over to Western. I remember going to Western for a 
in the cafeteria for a Lizard 99 concert. And it's just, it was always something going on. And, you know, besides the Friday night, Saturday night hockey games at the old Goggin Arena. Now, do you have any 97X moments since you were a longtime listener from obviously the mid 80s with uh, Mr. K and, and, and uh, you know, um, Robin and Carrie Gray all the way up to the end? Do you have a, a few special remembrances of 97X? Yeah, I, I would say Mr. K, I just remember him always on and playing great stuff. Robin, I remember, especially in the early days, the music she was playing, uh, almost curated mix of music that 97X would play. And it's it's weird. You, you go to other cities or uh, hear stuff on Sirius or some of these other places that are playing an alternative. And some of the older stuff, there, there'd be certain songs I had never heard of. Like 97X just would never play some of it. But you know, that's kind of just all you knew. And I think really they curated such a wide swath of music. And I always loved that they, it wouldn't just be new alternative. They'd always throw in some of the older stuff and really have a, a wide swath of, of music that they would be playing. Yeah, you, know, you almost thought, well, every city's got a, a station like 97X and and I was remembering today, uh, we were downtown today, and I remember 97X had, at one point, it may have, they may have given it out at everybody's or, or something. It was a, a little cheat sheet on, if you were traveling around this, the country, there were, they'd say, oh, if you're in Baltimore, here's a radio station you, you should listen to. And uh, I kind of had a list of a bunch of cities and, and radio stations that were, you know, similar to 97X, but I remember going to various other stations, cities, and, and playing the stations, but the mix was definitely, you could tell it was a non-97X programming that was going on. Usually it was a little harder, I would say, and not as, uh, not as much variety as 97X always did. Yeah, that's something we prided ourselves on, and I think throughout the history of the station. Now, you did talk about uh, tricking your one of your buddies oh, yeah. way back when. Yeah. Tell us that story. Yeah, we were always trying to get cassette or uh, concert tickets to the to the shows, and I think it was sophomore year. I think it was the REM Green tour down at the Coliseum, I believe, and we all went. Indigo Girls, I think, were opening up. That was a, and the contest that 97X was, whenever there was an REM song, I forget, it was a, a certain number of so, uh, caller would be entered or actually get tickets. So one of us uh, had decided to pre-tape 97X radio station as it's playing, and then it would roll into a REM song. And so Bill, our gullible friend, he would, um, he would be in and out of the room. And so we would start the tape and it, he'd be in there for a few minutes and all of a sudden hear that REM song. And, you know, we'd jump up, start dialing uh, 
523 yeah. 523 good 523, memory 523 yeah uh and he was so he was, he's it's ringing it's ringing uh the dj would be like yeah he's like oh what caller am i like what are you talking about i'm i uh, for the rem tickets what color am i like, you know we're we're playing Guadalcanar Dari. What are you talking about? Like, oh. he's, he's completely confused. So then we're trying to explain to him, you know, ah, we got you. Everybody's laughing at him. And so we rewind the tape. and like, we're showing him, here's, here's, you know, we tape this and play it for him again. 97, or REM comes on again. He starts dialing again. He's, we're like, no, you know, you're trying to, Hit the uh, hit the phone so that DJ doesn't have a poor Bill. But but Bill us. did get to the show, right? He got to the audience. Bill Orient. did get to the show. Yes, they were not free tickets, but <laughs> Bill did get to the show. Uh, and you made him drive. <laughs> yes, of course. Yes, he had Only to donate plasma to pay for his ticket. But you know, it's okay. Uh, it was good. Yes, those were the good old days. Yes. Well, you know, David, we appreciate you reaching out. It's funny how we connected in the first place. It's We're coming up on the two Bellas, as you well know, since you're an avid listener. But we appreciate your time. And I think it's just great that you were ruined for life by your dad yes. at 97X. And you've kept it with you for these decades yes. now. Yes, I've tried to ruin it for my two daughters, too, keeping the, the strand alive. Yes. They need to start a radio station, I think. Your daughters do. <laughs> mm-hmm. I guess they could, yeah. <laughs> uh, and then shoot us off an email when you're on Joe Rogan's podcast. Yes. I, uh, like I say, I always remember the little people way back <laughs> when I knew them when. And uh, you guys will, will definitely be a shout out. The future of rock and roll. That's-